podcast. So, we will now be talking about the Congress of Vienna. Some of their motivations to call the Congress, to be the Congress, to live the Congress, was to restore order in Europe. And doing this means undoing the French Revolution, basically, and undoing all of Napoleon, which you can't really turn back time, but their idea of this was they need to balance powers. And so, basically, but balancing powers to them was returning France back to its uh, 1792 land of Like, that's basically, they returned back to how their empire looked in 1792. So, it's led by the Quadruple Alliance, which is Prussia, Russia, Austria, and Great Britain. Great Britain really is funding the entire thing. They aren't, like, really talking that much, but they are the funders of everything. And the ultimate leader is Metternich, which is the foreign minister of Austria. Um, he's the conservative man, and he'll go on to form, or really be, like, the head of the Holy Alliance, which comes later, which is a Christian alliance between Russia, Prussia, and Austria. And they say they're a Christian alliance, but really they're just squashing all the revolutions that happen after um, the Congress of Vienna is adjourned. So, basically... The Congress of Vienna does a couple things. It um, creates a con- the Concert of Europe, which isn't, like, it's informal, but it's basically the first, like, collective security in the world, which kind of leads to, like, it doesn't lead to, but that's, like, kind of the informal version of, like, NATO and the EU, and it kind of is, like, the, the first, like, thing of, like, that we see in history, which kind of does lead, I guess you could say, to NATO and EU, which are still here today, so I guess that's pretty impactful. The other thing done is created, they created the German Confederation, and the two powers in that are Austria and Prussia. So, after the Congress of Vienna, the age of Metternich begins. And before we get into that, quick side note, the uh, Congress of Vienna was meeting for several years, but their final decisive choice was made after the Battle of Waterloo, where Napoleon was finally defeated and um expelled so now the age of metternich has begun so that's 1815 to approximately 1848 so it's about 30 years of peace and this is the first time that there's like a lasting peace in europe um and the war that will break this is the crimean war so yeah not so fun well, the people say that 1848 is also the end of the age of Metternich. It depends what you look at. Some historians say the Crimean War. Some say the revolutions of 1848. So I guess you could say the revolutions are not peaceful, but they're not considered wars because they're like uprisings rather than wars. I don't know. That's for you to think of. So um, subsection under the Congress of Vienna, we're also doing Edmund Burke and the isms here. So really quick. Edmund Burke will probably not be on the DB. We're reading the DBQ, but just a little refresher. Edmund Burke was a British guy, um, and he was basically kind of a weird one. He thought the revolution was a last-ditch effort and that reform was better, though he did support, to an extent, the revolution in America, but not the French Revolution at all. So maybe that'll boost your memory. We did that thing in class. So now, our isms, socialism, capitalism, conservatism, liberalism, romanticism, feminism, nationalism. Socialism, community ownership of means of production, Capitalism, free markets, Adam Smith, think laissez-faire. Conservatism, conservatism in this sense just means traditional, keeping things the way they were, um, and right now this means a lot of, like, monarchy. Um, liberalism, liberal ideas in this time are, like, nationalism. Legitimacy is a conservative's idea 
but it's actually a liberal idea as it's new in the time. Um, and so liberalism is just any new ideas. So they don't even have to be like what we would consider liberal nowadays, like Biden administration, but like they're liberal because they are new. Uh, romanticism is just a counter movement to the enlightenment and it's kind of reverting back. It really emphasizes nature and how just the industrialization has destroyed humans. It wants things to be simpler. It emphasizes a relationship with God and how really humans have just asked too many questions and they ask questions to things that just aren't to be known. Um, we have feminism, so suffrage for women, equal rights. Feminism uh, also comes through with imperialism, with white women's guilt, which uh, probably won't be on the video here, so we won't talk about that. Nationalism. Uh, so nationalism is is the kind of the feeling of belonging to a group that shares a common history, language, culture, something of that sort, and having loyalty to that group. Um, and this nationalism is really what we're going to see cause the most revolutions and eventually will cause the unification. So that is it on the Congress of Vienna, the Isms, and Edmund Burke. Thank you for listening to my podcast.